This has been the most intense and rewarding cooking class season since I began, eight years ago. Now, after a well-deserved holiday in the Alps, which we spent mostly in a quest for stunning views, cheese and local apples, we're back to reality. We are back to our home and our two dogs, back to the autumn season of cooking classes, back to the blog, back to the newsletter and to this podcast. In short, we are back to our life. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support and all the love you show us, sharing and reviewing the podcast and trying the recipes we mention in each episode. I know you're super busy, so if you don't want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast. Thank you also because you help us being shortlisted again for the third year in a row for the Saver Blog Awards as Best Food Culture Blog. You made it again. I'm leaving the link to vote for the Saver Blog Awards in the episode show notes, just in case you feel like voting again for us. Last but not least... Remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit jewelskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, JulesKitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. Welcome to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 22. Today, I want to bring you with me during a cooking class. I've been teaching Tuscan cooking classes for eight years now, since I left my 9-to-5 job at the end of 2011. Now it is five years that I've been working with Tommaso, and one year ago I married him too, in this big life project that we call Juice Kitchen. Cooking classes are just a part of it, along with recipe development and food photography for magazines and food brands, writing cookbooks, writing a 10-year-old blog, and a newsletter, hosting a podcast, and so forth. I'll talk more about these aspects of our job in one of the next episodes, if you are interested. But for the moment, I'd love to tell you something more about the cooking classes, or as we define them, the edible experiences you can have with us here in Tuscany. As you can see on the blog, we offer three different experiences. The first one is the classic Tuscan cooking class. So what happens? We will cook a whole menu from scratch, from appetizer to dessert, using only the freshest seasonal ingredients. Every dish will be introduced by a family story or a local tradition. You will learn to cook as Tuscan grandmothers and moms do every day in their kitchens for their family. It will be a chance to get to know better local ingredients and to work on your kitchen repertoire, adding reliable Tuscan recipes. And if you want to know more about this, I talk about the importance of having a kitchen repertoire you can rely on in the 19th episode, so don't miss it. But back to the cooking classes. So during the morning we'll spend together, you will discover the secrets of the local peasant country cooking. For example, have you ever noticed how bland Tuscan bread is? Now you will learn why. Are you curious about fresh pasta? Well, we'll make it together from scratch. As every other class, this is hands-on. We'll cook around a shared table, 
as in a family. We'll get our aprons dirty making pasta or a cake. We'll cook vegetables in fresh, interesting ways. And I'm sure you will fall in love with herbs and extra virgin olive oil. Well, extra virgin olive oil is always one of my favorite subjects to talk about. So don't let me start it because I can talk about extra virgin olive oil for hours during a class. But after the class, we'll sit down and eat our meal together, either in the studio or outside in the garden under the olive trees. This is always my favorite part, so guess why? Then there is the most loved experience, the market class. I think that a market visit is the shortcut to discover a country's culture and food tradition. In the early morning, we will meet for an Italian breakfast at a local bar. We will sit down and share a cappuccino, an espresso, or a little cornetto, a pastry, talking about what will happen during the day. So this is not usual for Italians, because usually Italians, they just stand at the bar counter, they sip their espresso, and they go. We will do things slightly different because I want to take time to uh, meet everyone so that everyone can introduce themselves. We will talk about what we expect from the class, what we want to cook, what we will find at the market, and I think this is the best way to start a market experience and a cooking class. After the coffee fix, we will shop together at the local market. So we will visit my friends where we will buy cheese. Cheese from Tuscany or from over Italy, it depends on where we are, which market we are. But then we will shop for vegetables. There are sometimes farmers where we can buy vegetables from, or otherwise we will stop at my friends. Cosa ci abbiamo oggi di fresco? Di fresco c'è rape, bietole, poltre che lo è preso, c'è gli spinacini, sono nuovi, eh, poi ci può essere, melanzane inizieranno a essere le ultime. So my friends, they are not farmers. They go to Florence at the central market and they buy fruit and vegetables and then they sell the fruit and the vegetables. What is good about them is that they buy um, from local producers. So uh, you can read the signs on their uh, stall. There are, for example, peaches from Maremma, from the coast of Tuscany, or pears and apples from Val di Chiana, or you can find um, mushrooms or chestnuts or other fruit and vegetables from Mugello, the mountains over Florence. So in one stall, you can shop from lower Tuscany. And then the good thing is that they have also fresh produce from the south of Italy. So when it's the beginning of summer, when tomatoes are not ready here or eggplants, you will find tomatoes and eggplants from Sicily. Or, which is for me is the most exciting thing, they have the most amazing citrus fruit from the south of Italy. So from them, I usually buy the best lemons from the Costiera Malfitana. And I use these lemons to make limoncello. Or I can buy the huge citrons from Sicily. And I use the citrons to make candied citron peel. I use that for my panforte and Christmas cakes. Or I can buy bergamotti. Bergamotti are fabulous, aromatic, uh, probably my favorite citrus fruit. And I use them, uh, well, I use the zest to give an amazing aroma to cakes or to make a kind of limoncello made with bergamotto. And uh, they are from Calabria and they, and they sell them. What is very interesting exploring the market in Colle Valdelsa is that you can learn a lot about the social dynamics of the town. So walking toward the food part of the market, you will see specialties from Sicily, specialties from Campania. And if you are able to recognize the accents of the people talking, 
queuing there at the stalls, you will understand that at the specialties from Sicily, there are especially people from Sicily. Specialties from Campania, where you can buy burrata from Puglia. Yes, they have also things from Puglia, but the beautiful mozzarella di bufala or the ricotta or other vegetables. Well, there you can understand that people are especially from Campania, from around Naples. Why? After the war, many people moved Uh, from the south of Italy to the north of Italy, searching for a better life, for a job. And even in my town, which is quite small, there are many families who moved there um, from Sicily or from Campania after the war, but you know, uh, also in the, uh, in the years after, and still now they are moving here. So they are still searching for the best food from their region, because you become very nostalgic when you move somewhere else. And they can find... Uh, for example, at the shop from uh, Sicily, they can find sun-dried tomatoes, they can find the bread, they can find the capers and the special pecorino from Sicily. While at the stand from Campania, as I told you, they can find the mozzarella, but also the bread from Campania, but also the special ricotta that you can make, um, that you can use to make the cakes from the, from the region but also the special vegetables that they use in their recipes. So it's like you have the chance to travel through Italy just by exploring the market of a very small town in Tuscany. And there's also a fun fact that I always uh, explain at my students during the market visit of the cooking class. So you have to remember that the market in Colle Valdelsa is a weekly market. So every Friday you have the market in my town in the main square. So you can see old men gathering in a special place in a corner of the square where the market is. If it's summer, they are all in the shade. If it's winter, like with lizards, they are there in the sun. So there are especially men. The men gather in the square in the market day. They drive uh, from the countryside in little vehicles, uh, making a queue of cars behind them, just to gather in Colle Valdelsa. They stay there, they talk, uh, and they talk about other people. But where are the women? The women are all at the doctor, queuing. So if you want to visit the doctor, don't go on Friday morning because you can queue for hours. Go when you want, but not on Friday morning, on market day. This is something we know. Uh, so if we need to go to the doctor, I don't know, to have some pill sign or to have a visit, we try always to skip the Friday morning because it's the busiest day of the week. After the market we will go to the butcher, to the local butcher. So we will create the menu together, shopping and choosing the freshest ingredients. You will learn how to choose and use the best seasonal products and how to deal with old women queuing at the stalls and trying to steal your place in the line. We'll stop at the butcher uh, where we'll buy meat and cold cuts for lunch. The market visit will be followed, of course, by a hands-on cooking class to create again a whole menu from scratch, from appetizer to dessert. If you are looking for an immersive experience, we also offer a cooking class and farm visit. So in the morning, it starts like the normal, the basic cooking class. We'll have a three-hour hands-on cooking class. We'll cook a whole menu from scratch, from appetizer to dessert. After the cooking class, we will drive to a nearby farm to have a visit and especially to taste the products they make. You can choose in between an organic sheep milk farm or a wine and extra virgin olive oil farm. If you love cheese and are curious to visit a local family-run farm, we will visit Podere Paugnano. It is an organic sheep farm where we will get to meet sheep, 
piglets and shepherd dogs. We'll learn how to make pecorino cheese, discovering the option of traditional vegetarian rennet, and we'll have also a taste of their pecorino cheeses, sitting on a patio overlooking the town of Radicondoli. The farm is located in a wider part of Tuscany, off the beaten track, so you'll fall in love with the landscape, the farm, the cheese, and of course with the people making the cheese. They are dear friends, I love to spend time with them, and I mean, I love their cheese. We also chose the cheese and the ricotta that they make for our wedding last year, and they were a hit. If you are curious to visit a typical Tuscan farm and want to discover the quintessential local products, we'll visit Tenuta Menzanello. In the historic heart of Tuscany and Chianti, Menzanello is located on a hill overlooking a picturesque valley. It is an agricultural village and an authentic Tuscan farmhouse. They are the typical example of an ancient Tuscan farm. They have the villa, the barns, the winery and the olive oil mill. They have vineyards, olive groves and fields cultivated with wheat, barley, sunflowers, legumes and fodder crops. They produce wine, extra virgin olive oil artisanal beer and charcuterie. So after the visit, which will make us understand how things work there, we will taste their wine, their extra virgin olive oil and their charcuterie products. We love them too, because we chose this place to get married last year, because there's a little church just in front of the farm. So we got our wedding in the church, then we moved to the farm and we had our lunch there with everyone. They were very happy with the view, the food and the location and I mean, I just get very emotional if I talk about this. So, okay, okay, back to the cooking classes. Let's talk about the food, because after all, it is the star of our cooking classes. Tuscan cooking is simple and essential, so the quality of the ingredients is paramount for us. We only use Italian extra virgin olive oil for cooking and a favorite local extra virgin olive oil for all the dressing. We'll have the chance to taste it together. We use Italian stone ground flowers for our pasta, bread and focaccia. It has more flavor, is healthier and tastier. We buy seasonal fruit and vegetables at the local market. It's our favorite ingredient, as we take pride in showing you how delicious vegetables can be when local, in season and doused in extra virgin olive oil. When in season, we will use herbs and vegetables from our vegetable garden. So thank you mom and dad for taking good care of it. At the moment, I'm salivating at the idea of stew green beans, of broccoli, deliciously overcooked as we do here in Tuscany with lots of olive oil and garlic, or roasted squash with rosemary and sage, or fried green tomatoes with grapes. So when it comes to the main course, it is usually meat. We buy meat at our local butcher. It is an interesting and fun experience, so we hope you can join us in our market tour. They have local organic beef and veal, free-range pork, chicken and turkey. At the butcher, they also make and cure their own charcuterie products. So we find fresh and dry sausages, prosciutto, salame, crumbly finocchiona with fennel seeds, cured pork cheek, pancetta. We'll decide together what to cook following traditional recipes. E qui che cosa stiamo affettando? Un bel prosciuttino di misto cinta, stagionato 18 mesi e fatto con tanto amore. We will also taste some of their prosciutto and salami. And I think it's a very interesting moment because I will ask you not to skip the fat. The fat of the prosciutto is the tastiest fat you can imagine. This is because the 
pig they use. Uh, it's a local breed of pig. It's called Grigio della Montagnola. It is a crossing between the Cinta Senese, the ancient pig from the Roman times and the Etruscan times, and the large white pig. This pig is free range in the Montagnola Senese, the mountains around Siena, and this makes a meat which is tasty, a fat which is tasty and melts in your mouth. So this is the kind of pork they use to make their own prosciutto. The other thing which is important to remember is that they butcher their uh, animals when they are 18 months old, and then it takes 18 months to age the prosciutto. So it is a total of 36 months, three years. When you buy prosciutto from a supermarket, usually the pigs are butchered when they are six months old, and then the prosciutto is aged for six months. This makes a total of one year. So when you taste the prosciutto, when you taste the fat of that prosciutto, when you see the marbling of that prosciutto, you understand the difference of having a prosciutto that takes one year or a prosciutto that takes three years. It's like, so clear to understand because the taste is so different. Allora, cosa si fai oggi? Cosa si cucina oggi? Si potrebbe fare a fare una ripiena. Buona, se no? Se no anche lo spezzatino. O la trippa. Oh, buona. So what if you want to make fish? Fish recipes are not as typical as meat ones in the hills of Tuscany. So when we go to the market, we'll also have the chance to buy fresh fish from the local fishmonger stall. We'll prefer local and sustainable fish, such as sardines, anchovies, mackerels, sea bream, sea bass, clams and mussels. So imagine fried sardines or a mackerel fillet with lemon and capers. Delicious. So this is all for the moment about the cooking classes, but now I'll answer some of the questions I received on Instagram regarding our cooking classes. The first question is, where can we stay? So we do not have a place to stay, we just offer the cooking classes, but we usually suggest a place to stay which is near us. It could be Menzanello, that I already mentioned, or we have other agriturismi like Il Caggio, which are within a walking distance from us. So you can stay there and join us for the cooking class. We are in the countryside of Colle Valdelsa, which is in between Siena and Florence. So usually we have people coming from Florence, from Siena, from San Gimignano, Volterra, sometimes even from Cortona or Valdorcia. So let's say when it's one hour, one hour and a half far, it's always very easy to get here. The second question is, how do you manage the classes? Do you cook or your students cook? Well, I'm so happy when I have a cooking class because I have someone cooking for me. So I don't cook. I can demonstrate um, a few things like how can you close the ravioli? How can you prepare a focaccia? But then it's you that is cooking. This is, uh, I think, the most important thing to learn how to do things. This is one of the reasons why, and I know this is not popular, but during our cooking classes, we do not offer wine. Wine is for lunch. During the cooking classes, we cook. It's all very, uh, I don't want to say serious because we have lots of fun, but I want you to understand how to do things, to learn, so that when you come back home, you are able to replicate all the recipes. So it's very hands-on. We share the table, we do things together. There's someone cleaning the vegetables, someone kneading the pasta. Then, for example, when we make ravioli or gnocchi, we take turns in making the ravioli and the gnocchi, and it's all fun, like cooking in a family. So I can demonstrate you a few things, just like to show you how to do them, but then it's you cooking during the cooking classes. Then I have a third question. How long are the classes? So if it's a market class, 
we will meet at 8.30 in the morning. I know it's early, but we had to be early at the market because otherwise in the late morning, it's so crowded, it's impossible to shop. So we will meet at 8.30 and usually the class finishes around 3 in the afternoon, after lunch. While for the farm visit and the Tuscan cooking class, we will meet around 9, 9.30 at my studio. We'll start with a coffee at the studio and then we will start cooking. For the Tuscan class, Tuscan cooking class, usually 2.30, we are ready after lunch and you can go and explore nearby towns. While if you opt for the farm cooking class, usually we go to the farm. Radicondol is about half an hour, the cheese farm. Uh, while Menzanello is just five minutes drive. And the classes usually finish around 4.35 in the afternoon. All the classes are uh, daily experiences. But if you want, we can work on special programs with two-day classes or three-day classes. And with this kind of experience, we can add the market visit, the farm class, and then we can work on special recipes, like we can make bread together, or we can make pizza, or we can make focaccia. And then we have time to explore different kinds of fresh pasta, different kinds of typical meat recipes. So if you really want to learn and have an immersive experience, I suggest you taking a two-day or a three-day classes. Then you ask me, how long in advance do I need to book? Well, so you have to consider that we usually do two classes a week because as I was mentioning at the beginning, we do um, classes, then we work for magazines, we write recipes for clients, for the blog, we take photos. So we try to balance our job. Usually classes from next year, from 2020, will be on the Wednesday and Friday, which are the market day in Colle Valdelsa. So I suggest you to book a few months in advance, especially if you want to come during the high season, which is May, June, July, September and October. We have classes uh, throughout the year. Uh, classes in winter are extremely interesting for me because it's when you cook hearty, rich food, ragu and stews. So it's very interesting to join a class in winter. Of course, there are less requests in winter because there are less people here during their holidays. But don't, um, don't miss the chance to try Tuscan food in winter. August is a very unique month. Usually it's very, very hot. So it might happen that we close for a few weeks during August just because it's too hot to cook and to enjoy the food. Then your last question. Do you need to be an experienced cook to join the class? No, these classes are for everyone. Consider that I'm not a chef. The food that I cook is the family food we cook every day, that my mom cooks, my grandmother cooks. So these are recipes that everyone can make. And then I would love to close uh, quoting Nigella. She says that you do not need the knife skills of a chef. You just chop your ingredients and put them in a pan. So you don't need to be a chef to enjoy cooking and to cook a very delicious meal for your family. This is why our classes are open to everyone, every skill level. If you have more questions about our cooking classes, share it with me via email or with a post or a story on Instagram using the hashtag cookingwithantalianaccent and tagging Jules Kitchen. Word of the day. Learn Italian language of food word after word. Every year, more than 200 people join our cooking classes. Speaking with them, I made a small dictionary of important words and pronunciations that can help you navigate through the immense world of Italian food. 
So if you love Italian language as much as you love Italian cooking, these are a few words that can be useful for you. Today's word is mercato. M-E-R-C-A-T-O. Mercato is a market. Usually, the mercato that we visit is a mercato settimanale, a weekly market. It means that the market is in your town just once a week. Then, of course, you can visit a nearby town in another day and find a market. In my town, Colle Valdelsa, the market is on Friday morning. And then we have a small market on Wednesday morning in a small neighborhood of Colle Valdelsa, Gracciano. These are Italian markets. It means that you can find everything clothes, shoes, pots and pans, flowers, food of course. If you want to visit a farmer's market, then usually they are during the weekend, but not in every town, not every weekend. And then there are markets that are open every day, and usually those are the big covered market like Sant'Ambrogio or San Lorenzo in Florence. So this is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share it with your friends too. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in these episode show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao, talk to you next time!